Okay, we're live, guys. Hello, everybody. This is uh, Lee with the RC Roundtable. And today is a, I say short, but it's probably a, a semi-short, semi-long little three view we're going to do for you guys on uh, YouTube Live on the new FlyZone C47 and DC3. Uh, Fitz and Terry and I all have one, and we thought it'd be fun to uh, chat about it, let you guys join in if you have any questions, and we'll go from there. So why don't you guys... Say hello to the audience. Hello to the audience. Greetings, salutations. So, um, the FlyZone DC3. I love that we have been secretly texting each other with little bits. I know I I kind of spoiled some by putting my review out, and and Terry and I have been chatting. But it sounds like Fitz has some words <laughs> with us, so I almost kind of want to know what his words are first. <laughs> well, we did this one a little differently. We've in the past tried to be completely secretive when we're going through the models, but this time around we shared some of our opinions beforehand. So that's true. Yeah. But we haven't. I mean, and, I think we've kept some of the best ones, though. Gotcha. So there's still plenty to talk about. Well, who would like to go first? Who got it first? I mean, maybe that's how we should do it. Hmm. I think I might have had mine in hand first. And see, mine's the C47. And you can see Fitz is there, the DC3 and the Eastern Airlines. And that's what you have also, right, Lee? I have the... Uh... I have the Eastern Airlines. Okay. <laughs> it's so, still in, it's still in one piece. So <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> well, let's go over the basics. It's um, about a three ounce airplane, one cell, two hundred fifty milliamp hour lipo, two geared brush motors, uh, ready to fly, only ready to fly, and I'm sure we'll have plenty to say about that. Um, what's the wingspan on it? Like twenty three inches. Yeah, twenty three inches. Okay. So all in all, um, pleasant little park flyer. It has some good points. It has some bad points. So but now, what did you think of the paint job on yours? Uh, I'll start. I liked mine a lot. I, I liked pulling it out of the box. I thought the silver was real pretty. I love the decals. And I'm going to add, I don't know how, how you guys feel about it, but I thought the the funny part was we had mentioned in an earlier podcast how a lot of park flyers or, or arcs coming out don't have windows. And I like that this thing had windows. That was something that I didn't know buying the kit, I don't think. Uh, maybe we looked at it and assumed it did. But I like the, the windows on this. So I think aesthetically, it's a really nice looking airplane. Okay. Now, uh, what I liked about it, the paint on it's pretty good. And the decals are water slide decals, not stickums. So yeah. they... They fit down into the panel lines and they match the sheen of the paint. So uh, A plus on that. What about you, Fitz? Yeah, I agree. Uh, I thought generally speaking, it was the finish was, was really nice. Uh, I like Lee, I really like the clear windows in the cockpit and in the uh, the cabin as well. And when my first thought is, hey, you can probably put some little lights in here or you make a little scale cockpit uh, of the uh, styrene or something. And uh, really detail it up if you're so fit uh so and, and i also like to i know you're a big uh, military i think when you first came out terry you thought you know c47 or go bust but i actually like lee really like the eastern airlines uh the motive on it really yeah. makes it uh yeah there you go 
Well, I was going to say, for those of you who have not seen any of our reviews, I think Terry had his out first on Tested, then I put mine out on my Raviation page, trying to figure out how to get this, but there we go. But uh, And um, we'll, we'll look forward to Fitz releasing his, but I love the panel lines. I mean, they did a really good job on this. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're big and oversized like any other full Marv, but yeah, they look good. Yeah, yeah I, I thought it was much like a yeah. There's a cockpit, uh, much like uh, a. <laughs> <laughs> it's got windows. <laughs> Dryball me. Uh, yeah, kind of a, like a just a large scale plastic model, really. Some of a lot of the details, pedal lines, and that kind of stuff. Uh, I guess the only thing I would knock is that you use two different types of foam, so you got a nice, really smooth wing uh, foam on the wings and the tail and then the, and the, the body itself is sort of a, a larger bead uh, polystyrene foam it looks like or something like that and I thought well that's kind of interesting they mixed the two so you got a little bit of a rough surface on the fuselage although it's, it's still pretty nice but I thought it was kind of uh, very noticeable that there's two types of foams being used on the thing I didn't hmm. notice. Yeah, it's <laughs> funny you mentioned that because I, you know it never popped in my brain really? but now that you point it out it's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> Forget it. Sorry, it's my critical eye. Hey, it's still no, very nice. I, I'm glad that we're doing this because Terry and I have been educated. <laughs> uh, I, so, I, didn't, I didn't notice it. I mean, now that I'm looking at it, I will never look at anything else. <laughs> I just red-pilled you guys. huh? But did C-47s have the windows in them still? I'm not sure. They do? Okay. Yeah. All right. And the, Although they had a bigger door in the back, though. Well, okay. Am I correct? The AC forty-seven is that the one that they had the the gunner, the gunner yeah. ship? Oh, AC, yeah, I think. AC forty-seven. Right. Yeah, because that one, they I think they got away with the windows, but they had a huge, you know, gun out one of the doors. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's they took the windows out, like stick the guns through them. Yeah, the, the, the mini guns on them. Exactly. Uh, yeah. All right. So, I'm not trying to steamroll this, Lee. What no. do you want to talk about next? Well. Uh, can we just maybe should we do all the positives and go from there or no 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 go on <laughs> i'm dying to talk about this radio <laughs> all right well let, let's uh i'm going to go from uh first impressions to putting it together how's that there's a section about putting it together there is and it's one of my pet peeves also called opening the box <laughs> no, the box. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, to put together. It's so hard. I need a knife. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They don't tell you you need a knife to open the box. Um, it, it's hey guys, uh, the box. If you can see right here, it's really nice. It's got a little handle on it, so you think it's a carrying case. And I've got a Flyzone P38 that I like because the plane is. It fits the box perfectly. I mean, when you open the P38, you remove two support foam pieces and. You take the plane out of the box, it's ready to go. This you have to assemble. Now, I'm not trying to say I can't assemble this little plane, but here is the problem, because this is the best part about doing this on the, the TV here. I don't have my screwdriver, but these tiny little screws right there are super duper tiny. And what you don't get in the box is a tiny, tiny Phillips head screwdriver to put it together. And I know it's a little pet peeve, but this is a this is not a number one, I guess, or number two. What, what number is that? It's super tiny. You gotta have a jeweler screwdriver set. So you have to get your own screwdriver. So but it's once, not truly ready to fly. It's not truly, it's RTF 99%. But uh, here my, my take on this is not to belittle just tiny little screws, but I don't think this plane needed it. I don't think this plane needed these little screws because you're gonna lose these things if you intend to use this box. If your goal is to carry this plane 
in the box with you wherever you go flying and then disassemble it. This is going to be a nightmare removing these screws over and over again, not to mention the very tiny wires that are for the aileron and power controls back onto the receiver. So I've never taken mine off. My, my wing has been on ever since, so that's not a big deal. But I think because of the wing loading, because of the weight of this, they probably could have done a groove, a tongue and groove on the leading edge, and then either use neodymium magnets as strong as these, you know, bad boys, or a tiny little lever to lock the, the tail in place, the trailing edge in place. And I just, I'm, I'm sharing this concern with others who might, I, gosh, come on, guys. I know you've lost little screws on the floor, and I'm, I was picking up some today, sweeping my floor. But I kind of wish that was done differently. Or, and I'm sure this has to do with shipping or maybe weight, but why couldn't this have just been in one box? Why couldn't it have just been assembled like it is and just pull it out of the box like the P38? It would have been a big box, I think. I'm sure there's a threshold there where the shipping cost or the number of boxes you can fit in a container. Yes, yeah. that, and that's that's probably what the factor was. So. Um, it's not a it's not a factor to make you decide buying it or not. I think it's just one of those little concerns. And could you, if you wanted to to utilize taking this on and off, do something different with the screws? And I think they're you can. Now, now, how do they do the B twenty five? Was it one piece or was it also two pieces? Terry's got the B twenty five. No, I've got the E flight micro B twenty five. Oh, we don't have the other one. I, have the on. I wonder how they did that. Interesting. I thought you had the, the other one. Sorry. Well, uh, E flights is one piece. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like, oh, there's a one piece. Same thing with the B-17, same thing with the Aero Commander. Uh, you said the B-25. They seem to favor that. Uh, I kind of agree and disagree with Lee. I didn't find the screw that much of a problem. I didn't think they're much different than servo screws or something like that. And But self-respecting Mahler doesn't already have a set of jewelers, screwdrivers. Unless you're not self-respecting, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Hold on. All right. I, I'm think I'm trying to think this out. So I know I knew I was going to get bashed on these little screw things, and I knew it's part of my review. But it is an RTF. It is truly a ready to fly kit. It has. It's a carrying case. It's got these transmitters. Okay. So it's it's ready to go. I'm just saying, if you are going to sell this kit as, here's the handle. Go take and go fly. You should have at least included a small little screwdriver. Uh, yeah, that would have been nice. But I do agree. With you. I do like your ideas on alternate ways of affixing a wing. That's actually really good ideas. Uh, I think the tug and groove and magnets or a little lever or something like that. That would be really would be really nice. Yeah. So if they don't do it on other kits, which will there be other kits? And another yeah. part of this conversation down the road. Um, <laughs> you know, it's 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 possibly an improvement or something. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I see your points, but I wasn't nearly as annoyed as you were about it. I open the box. Why? <laughs> Can I ship this plane back? <laughs> it's got tiny screws. <laughs> Plus, you haven't learned you haven't learned to trick the little magnet on the screwdriver. But you, you could. Uh, so, but here, okay, look, let's just take this out for fun. If you take the screws off, where are you putting the screws? In this box, just you can put a little them. capture device on them. There you go. So you now you have to glue another magnet. No, in the no, box. no. There's there's foam in the box. Just stick the screws into the foam. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> stick it right down in there. Problem solved. Yes. Okay. I just I was thinking probably didn't need the screws. You could probably just have another method of securing the wing without it. So, all right. There's my little pet peeve. Someone out there is listening. So for review reviews and say hell yeah. 
<laughs> just that one person though. <laughs> just one person. All right, so so now we've put the wing on begrudgingly. <laughs> Time for a break. <laughs> where, where do yeah. we go from there? So, <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Neodymium Magnets. <laughs> just been seven minutes on the screws. This is going to be like a. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I thought you were screwy, Lee. Okay, so how about this, Fitz? You take the part after you've uh, put the wing on, and you go from there. I take the part after I put the. Yeah, wing you on. you run the show. There wasn't much else after that, but the. Uh, <laughs> uh, we already mentioned that the, the connectors. I agree with you. The little connectors are pretty small. Before you put the wing on, you've got the motor connector. Uh, well, those are standard for ultra micros, though. Yeah, yeah, it's not too bad. You just see, you're in a fuse. You got to put them in a fuselage. It takes a little care. Uh, it's funny. I um, the motor connector is not polarized, right? It's not keyed. And so oh, I looked really? at it. Correct. Yeah. And you're like, okay, make sure it reds red and black. And then you look, I looked at it again. Okay. And I plug it in and I put the wing on. And uh, after I wrote the motors, the motor is spinning backwards. It's because, yes, <laughs> I put the connector <laughs> in backwards. It just and happened to me. <laughs> I looked at it five times. I still plugged it in backwards. Uh, so <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, but but uh, once again, I found that I had, didn't have any problems binding it. It bound pretty quickly. Um, what, you had to bind it with the included radio. Well, it's an auto bind, right? Okay, so it binds every time. Uh, yes, it binds every time, and it and it has a preferential bind to the last radio it bound to. If that makes any okay. sense? Yes. Uh, so, um, uh, what else? I mean, plug the the batteries into the transmitter. Oh, you notice the battery, the transmitter has five batteries, not four or six. Yeah, that is kind of weird. Did you notice that? I wonder if that was a requirement of the charger being built into the transmitter. It could be. I just thought that was odd. Yeah. It didn't quite go for, and it didn't go six. It had five cells. So every time you buy a pack of batteries, you have one left over until the fifth time. <laughs> until I guess the fifth time you buy a pack and you have extra. But I think that will not be a factor for most, most of us. Yeah. Um, the only thing is, uh, if you think about it, you're only going to get, you're not going to get a whole lot of charges out of the, the dry cell battery pack. Uh, you should go at least um, NICADs or nickel metal hydride or something. So, because you're charging a what, a 250 million power battery pack? Yes. And most dry double A's, I think, are around 1500 milliamps, something like that for double A sure. dry cell. Uh, so, uh, you're talking about. Well, plus you're going to be operating the radio with it and the overhead yeah. of the charging circuit. So, so it is nice that they you can charge in the back of the transmitter, but I think they have an external charger that they recommend, and I and I'd probably do that as well after a while, or always make sure you always have a fresh battery pack when you go out. Because oh gosh, <laughs> if you saw I was showing y'all this no name brand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're the same company now. Oh, okay, yeah, I guess I can do that now. So I want to show y'all what I did. This is one that was for the champ. Mm. Or I guess it was the champion. I think it came at E5. But anyway, I uh, moved the connector to the center so I can pull that battery in sideways. I know they make uh, okay. extensions, but yeah. this was free. <laughs> yeah. And I've got one of those that I converted a, a wall charger. I had a, a six volt power supply that I converted to plug right into that. So yeah, yeah, that's good. But of course, they make these cheap multi port microchargers now. So there's yeah. really not much economical right. sense in hacking them. Yeah, I'm sure I got one too somewhere. As long as the polarity is the same, I've had one. Uh, uh, I had a, one of those, you know, cheap Chinese drones or something that had same same connector, but the polarity was reversed on the charger. Yeah. I think Fly Zone and E Flight or Park Zone, whatever it used to be. I think that they used to be opposite, and now they match. I oh, think okay. Fly Zone got in line with E Flight. 
Mm, so okay. they're compatible now in terms of the servos and the battery connectors. So yay mm -hmm. us. Speaking of battery connector, I'd like to throw in another plus or another kudos to Flyzone because I've I've had problems with my other little micros, but this is one thing I really do like. And I, I know it could be minor, but see, instead of complaining about the screws, I'm going to compliment about a long extension. Yeah, I, I love that they made it this long and you've got a lot of space in there, folks. But I like having it this far out so uh, you can set this on the ground. You can have your hands free to, to plug in the connector. And again, lots of ample room. I know that you um, you felt like the foam was too soft, I think, Terry. And you made a harder, like a plywood base or something. Not that it was soft, but the Velcro didn't stick. Okay. Really? I'm, Every I'm time I you know, tried to take the battery out, the, the Velcro would peel off the airframe. Oh, Okay, well, mine works pretty well. Yeah, I didn't have that problem either. And I've been, Houston humidity. I've been dying to have this conversation with Terry since we said, you know, don't tell anything. But Terry, the, the Velcro on this cracks me up because it is it is loop. I mean, it's hook here on the plane. So that means it's it's loop on the battery. It's like, oh, yay. But then I realized all the other little batteries I had for like the, uh, for, and I don't know, I didn't change it backwards, but the P38 is the opposite. So all the well, batteries I had for my P38. <laughs> I thought this one came with the Velcro and you had to add it yourself. Yeah. So I don't think any of it was factory applied. Really? Yeah. It was not. No, same for me. It was not factory applied. Wow. You were still mad from having to look for a screwdriver when you did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot that you put the Velcro on. Uh, <laughs> so now I've got to take, I got to get my exacto, cut this whole part off. <laughs> and let me see if mine will show up or I just added some 164th ply and CA the Velcro to that and then glued the the plywood. Can you see yeah. that? Yeah, okay. I see it. Uh, I, mean, I, I doubt it added fractions of a gram, but now it comes odd. off easy for me. I wonder if the C47 is extra greasy foam or something. That must be it. Uh, ours is fine. Okay. Well, good. All right. So we got the wing on. We got the batteries. We've got it bound. We You can plug it in. Yeah. I, I like the, uh, the wheels uh, plug in and out really nicely. In the, the plug-in wheels, you can pull them out. Or you mean the like. very short wheels? Yes, yes, yes. Um, unlike some other brands, are hard to pull it out. And yeah, I, do we want to talk about the short wheels? Do it. This, this, this is the perfect place. Um, let's talk about the transmitter first. I think it's uh, oh, okay. More fundamental. Oh, all right. All right, so I would disagree with Lee. I didn't find a transmitter that bad. Oh, you made it sound like it was both of us. Really? Yeah, I'm looking at the one behind you, and I'm secretly shooting my laser gun at it. It's okay. Oh, no. It would be okay for a quad or maybe a high wing, something that's easy to fly. But this is not an easy airplane to fly, and you need a, a better radio than this. <laughs> it's a better airplane than that transmitter. Maybe, maybe, am I just too agreeable or something? Because I didn't really find a, that big of a problem with it. Yeah, it is a little, on a small side. It was about a... Two thirds of the side of the regular transmitter. Well, well here, the gimbals are kind of clunky. Yours even stuck, didn't it, Lee? There you go. Didn't you have sticky gimbals yeah. on yours? Well, it's not that they're sticky, but I do not like how the. I don't know if you can see the corner here, guy, but this, when you move the rudder left and right, it actually moves the throttle. So, like when you're down and you're trying to just use rudder, it just, I don't know. I, it doesn't feel comfortable. So, I'm giving you my opinion. It, does it work? Yes. Is it included with the RTF? Yes. How much 
is it uh, deducted on a bind and fly like my P38? It was $10 different. So the, the consideration here, this is a $10 transmitter. It feels like a $10 transmitter. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And here's another thing. Here's the 402. Here's the 403. There is. There's two different ones. Yeah. Well, this is the this is the original one I had for my my P38. Yeah. And this is the the C47 or the DC3. Can you I, see any? I, I could move these stickers around and you would not know the difference. Yeah, I'm gonna say well, what's the difference? <laughs> Nothing. So I don't wonder what the I wonder what the difference is technically between a 402 and a 403. Mm. Does the 402 have a charger in it? Yeah. Mm. This even has a battery in it too. I may have left her in there. No. That's nice. I mean, that, now that was something Terry said on his post, and I was like, oh yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. But I that's what I use this for. This is my portable charger. Yeah, it just is just for charging. Exactly. I just bring it with me, throw it in the car, and I charge the batteries using this. And now I have two. Yeah, so I, this, this I love this. And I, I made a comment, and I didn't. I don't have any science to back it up. But once I bound the DC three to this, I, it, okay, I'm just again. It felt like I had more throw control with it. I, yeah. I, I, well, I, I admit the gimbals are better on a regular one. This doesn't have the greatest gimbals in the world, but it, it's not terrible either. It's it's more it's serviceable, I guess you could say. All right, so Fitz, you own a couple of high tech Auroras, which would yeah. bind right to that. So, are you still flying with that stock transmitter? Yeah, I haven't changed it. Oh my goodness! I'm going to fly something with the stock transmitter. And that's your plan for the future? Um, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. Uh, well, I suspect that once you try anything else, you'll back that with your car and never. Leave it. <laughs> yeah, I probably will eventually change it, but you know, it hasn't it hasn't been so bad that I can't wait to change it. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, uh, uh, you know, just not as uh, uh, discerning as you guys. <laughs> How much is flies on paying you to say this? Can y'all talk? I can't hear you. Okay, Fitz, you went silent on us. <laughs> this is live, folks. <laughs> so while Fitz is fitzing around, <laughs> you have that image of the guy with the broom. Technical difficulties. <laughs> no. Hey, but this is the best part because we can keep trashing the transmitter. <laughs> Fitz can't back yeah. it up. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> your... <laughs> oh, there you go. That was, that was my my uh, microphone thing. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, well, anyways, I forgot what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, transmitter. Yeah, you like the transmitter. Yeah, Lee was okay. editing you. <laughs> I'll, I'll probably eventually bite it to my high tech, but you know, I'm not in, was in a big rush. Uh, I will say though, jumping ahead a little bit, this actually worked pretty good. I don't, Terry, you know how flying it to JSC field is. Our it does not field. like single conversion SLT or whatever it is. Single you know, antenna. I, for in the in the name of science, I brought it out there to fly it. I did not get a single hit. Because <laughs> you're below the radar. <laughs> did you keep it pretty close? Well, yeah, it's small. I had to keep it relatively close. But yeah. even then, I've had hits with smaller planes, too. So I had, I had not noticed any hits out there. So maybe that's the difference with the 403 versus the 402. Maybe they've changed something in there to make it a better, better image rejection or something with the RF link. Is the 402 also five cells? Drum roll, please. Yep. Hmm. I, I don't know what it was, but because uh, my first flights were not at JC, I went out to another field because I know it's a very harsh environment. And, and it flew there fine. And I said, well, just I needed to, to get some quick photos and stuff. So let me just 
Tip Fate and go out to the, at their JSC field had no issues. So I was really impressed. They must have tweaked or done something to improve their uh, receivers. All right. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah. Okay. Now you can talk about landing gear. <laughs> well, you start. <laughs> well, I think it's pretty simple. The, the propellers are taller than the landing gear. When you're rolling on the mains, you're going to strike the tips if you're trying to take off. Even on the smoothest surface you can imagine. Yeah, yeah. It's and then weird. if you're like me taking off from a parking lot with some pebbles, forget about it. Yeah, I ended up chipping up a bunch of paint off the tips because of that. And uh, Weathering. Yeah, weathering. Yeah, built-in weathering. Yeah, and basically you have to take off and land in a nose-up attitude. And <clears throat> raise your hand if you had a uh, prop strike or broke a prop on taking off or landing. <laughs> did you raise your hand, Terry? Because you you didn't. When I broke did, a prop, but that's when I crashed trying to aerato. Oh, did, did you not see my picture of what I have? <laughs> I threw mine away. No, I mean, I was I, I was asking Terry if he had crashed. Uh, I thought he I thought he uh, broke a prop on takeoff, but it does sound like all three of us have had prop breakage, whether it was because of the short landing gear or if the prop material is quite flimsy. Yeah, I, I unfortunately I have a, a two blader from what was a three blader. Uh, so yeah, this definitely balance. these they definitely either longer wheels or uh, shorter props. Uh, well, I was you'll eventually have shorter props. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking if I you know when I get some new props, either trimming them a little bit or I might just uh, scratch build a new set of landing gear with longer wires. Like these, like yeah, yeah, you did that. Yeah, I think it's 35,000 music 30, wire. I was going to ask you if it was metric or standard, or does a standard fit okay? Yes, and yes. Okay. Uh, probably is metric, but it's, since it's going into plastic mounts, it probably doesn't really matter that much. Um, yeah, I think that's the one real, really um, big negative on this plane is the landing gear is way, way, way too short. Uh, they, I don't know what happened, but it's... Well, I'll admit it looks funny when you have landing gear that works right. It's like it's on stilts, yeah. but eh, that's um, a good trade-off. <laughs> either that or should have gone to a hotter wine motor or something uh, so, so they can use smaller props. But, right. Um, I'm going to have to go with longer wheels and just have it look a little funny. Now, have either of you flown without the wheels yet? I haven't. Have you, Lee? Nope. So I'm curious how it handles grass landings as a low-winged plane with three-blade props. Are you going to brick props landing? No, but you're going to break your engine like this. Oh, you haven't fixed it yet. Yeah, I'll, I'll go into that after we talk about flight performance. But you were talking about landing in grass. I have the gear on, which it might as well have been off, and landed in grass. And I don't think my landing was that hard. But, yeah, I still haven't fixed that. But you can see, if you imagine the gear out of the way, the two prop blades are the lowest part of the airplane. They're going yeah. to be dragging. So I... I wonder if that's an issue. I'm going to get a big fishing net. <laughs> Just fly into it. <laughs> or butterfly net. Like they do racing drones. Yeah. <laughs> mm, well. Okay. So we've covered landing gear, radio, screws. What stands out after that? How about flying? Flying. Yeah, we got to fly it. Yep. Yep. So, well, I think I can summarize my flying experience where after the first flight, I considered coming back and painting it bright orange to make it look like the... <laughs> <laughs> Kids. Visibility problem. Bill collectors. 
Wait. What? You can tell them you're going to do a live. They don't care. Well, mine are square dancing above me. I don't know if you can hear that. Oh, no. Or like Irish dancing. Um, anyway, uh, to summarize the flight performance, I'm considering painting mine bright orange so it'll look like the uh, C 47 that Chuck Yeager broke the sound barrier in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it is it is fast. <laughs> yeah. So but it flies. It's nice. I mean once you get used to the scale speed of it, it's no you big deal. The, it's you mean the non-scale speed? Well, right. It's <laughs> definitely for experienced pilots. So which is why I think the radio is awful. It's a beginner radio in a advanced airplane. But uh no, it, it does all right. Four channels, right? Rudder, ailerons, yep. elevator, well, including tailwheel. Yeah. So. Yeah. Now. Oh, Lee, check six. I've... Check six, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't turn around. You're on yeah. Facebook. You're on Facebook Live. We see you. <laughs> it's, it's Fitz's turn. <laughs> All right. Uh, flying. Yes. My first flight was a little bit hairy because I couldn't get enough uh, up trim in it, I think. Yeah, it had a lot of down trim, it seemed, and I had immediately pegged all the up trim on the transmitter. Well, that seems to be odd. So I had to come down and land. Unfortunately, there's these little V-bends in the, in the linkage. I was able to uh, extend that a little bit, and that fixed the problem. So I, it's interesting. Out of the factory, the trim was uh, a little off on the elevator. Were the uh, surfaces the level? I thought they were, but they might have been maybe slightly down. Because oh, I, I didn't have any it. issue with mine. And by yeah. the way, we didn't mention before, it balances fine with the stock battery. The yeah. manual doesn't mention the CG location. Yeah. It tells uh, you what a CG is. If you look in the in, uh, the index or whatever it says, CG. It, that's yeah. <laughs> it never mentions. Here's a list of things we don't mention in the manual. Yeah. Well, that's nice. <laughs> I forget what the actual measurement is, but uh, in my review, I put where the point is that I used, and it's fine. So, mm. yeah. If for me, if I have the battery hanging halfway off the the platform, it balances fine. I, I moved mine a bit, a little bit, especially as a first flight. I thought it might have been nose heavy, so I pushed the battery back. And after I set the trim, and I ended up pushing it forward. So it, it's a little bit uh, uh, flexible in the CG. It wasn't too much out of whack. Uh, I, I found uh, it, to, it to be pretty sensitive in ailerons, uh, medium sensitive in elevator, and kind of weak on the rudder. What, what's that really? expression? You got a weird, weird expression, Terry. What's what? Well, you said sensitive on ailerons, as in yeah. it rolls well. Well, it, well, it rolls okay, but you know, other from zero to sixty degrees, it seemed relatively sensitive on. Not overly sensitive, but if I were to judge the the balance on the different control surfaces, I thought the ailerons were the most sensitive, and then the elevator was just okay, it was a little mild, and the rudder was not terribly uh, sensitive. It was okay. I could do stall turns and keep it straight on takeoff, but I didn't notice it was. It didn't seem to be overly powerful. Because hmm, I've yet to do a complete roll with mine. I always uh, bail out when I get to ninety degrees. Oh yeah, I've rolled it. I've rolled it and looped it. I've looped it, uh, but yeah, I I haven't managed to finish a roll yet. Yeah, and it'll, I know it'll roll. Done those two. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, expect to get some down elevator and keep, and make sure you're at full throttle when you do it. But yeah, and maybe in a slight dive. No, not a dive. That wasn't a dive. Climb. I don't remember. I think I dived to pick up the speed, roll level, and then rolled it. Okay. Well, maybe I'll get brave with it. 
It'll do it. Just make sure you start at, at some altitude before you do it, because I've had some, especially on a loop, it got kind of close to the ground. <laughs> of course, oh, really? it was a windy I, day, though. See, that's the thing. It's funny. I think it loops just fine. Uh, I was on a really windy day, so I probably I shouldn't say um, yeah, what issues I had, because when I was doing aerobatics, it was really windy. It was more windy than they, than they recommended by quite a bit. Yeah, and this doesn't have any sort of stabilization. It's no. all manual. No, no stabilization. So when I say three to five mile per hour max wind, you really should heed those warnings because uh, uh, it can be done higher than that. I did it several times, but <laughs> it's all over the place. It's not fun. It's yeah, not my, fun. My maiden flight was in probably it was too windy, and it's it's hard to to give a complete report on its first flight because of that. But it was pretty windy, and I'll tell you, it was very difficult to fly after the hand toss. I have a pretty big cul-de-sac. I do have a light pole and a couple of trees to avoid, but I figured with the size of this, I'd have room. But, um, you know, I did like a little half-throttle toss because I can do that with the P-38. And this thing just sank like a rock. And I'm, I know I'm going to keep talking about this, and we all have different reports on how well it's flying. But I'll tell you, I, I was struggling to fly this the first time and i'm not sure the trims were set uh, either like fit like uh, fitz was saying he had some uh trim problems and he had to adjust it i i did it enough with the trim and the transmitter but uh it was it was awful so i was trying to keep it up and i was feel like i was like <laughs> like terry had said I, I didn't i didn't like it i was i was feeling kind of desperate to find a good place to land quickly and uh as as terry had said because i was thinking i had to keep bumping the speed to get to feel like I could get control back into or some kind of good control response. And once I did, and I was near full throttle guys, uh, I was able to just go ahead and line it up to land. And when I started dropping that throttle, she just fell. She fell out of the sky. That's when I broke the prop. And I don't, I mean, I fell level. I mean, I didn't go in hard. I didn't roll in. I mean, I came in and, and landed, but she dropped and she hit uh, hard on the gear and broke that prop. So that kind of ruined it for me for two weeks, uh, mainly because tower didn't ship my order out right away and then it got uh, misdirected so two weeks later i got the prop and i went to this uh little field uh next to us and mm. guys i i don't know about you guys i know terry's you know like who was it uh maybe fitz was saying the, the loops weren't good and and terry and i are going yeah it loops real well and then terry's like what do you mean rolls and then fitz and I go, oh yeah it rolls great you know once, That's once why we I, call it three. <laughs> I it will it will fly okay but for this guy, I had to keep full throttle the entire time to feel like I had control of the plane. Otherwise, if I drop the throttle, she was ready to slip and slide and stall on me. I mean, every time a little tip stall there, she'd, she'd start banking and then I'd have to full throttle and she'd snap back up. And once I had her at full speed, I felt like I could keep her aloft. And that was the only way. In fact, that has been the only way I've flown this plane. The only time I've ever flown with less throttle is when I'm landing. And uh, uh, I went to... I'm sorry, Carrie. Where's your CG at? Oh, it's it's right, it's right there. I mean, I don't have the battery in here, but it's right. it's like it's like right behind the nacelle, the the, the tail of the nacelle, and and again, she's she's flying fine. But I just, I mean, yeah, she's flying. Like she might be tail heavy, but I don't think it's tail heavy because I can I can get her at altitude and kill the throttle, and she'll she'll you know. Anyway, I I didn't really feel the same way as you do, Lee, on that. I, I think. I don't know what it is. I agree again. It's not a, a really slow flyer. I, I agree with that, but uh, I didn't feel that way uh, with uh, having to fly full throttle all the time. Uh, and uh, I forgot what you said. You said 
it like I, I went out and did a power off stall with it and it just kind of mushed down it didn't seem to do anything drastic uh i, I was able to fly around it partial throttle yeah it didn't seem to be that much of a problem it does seem to want to it doesn't have a lot of um roll correction so when you roll it, it kind of stays there it, it's not it doesn't have that whole lot of dihedral so i think that's why it kind of might feel a little flighty on the roll but i didn't seem to have the the i didn't quite feel the same way you do it about his flight characteristics did y'all both see the video i put out on radiation the flight video yes. yeah okay it looked like it flew fine didn't it yeah yeah it did it you're working hard <laughs> working hard while you were flying to make no. it look like no no i mean the, at full throttle she's decent i mean those there was nothing i was doing aggressively except for that strange you know power loop <laughs> power stall loop uh no i mean nothing was crazy i mean i was able to do uh rudder turns and, and stall turns and, uh, and uh you know the the rolls were fine i didn't feel anything odd i, I didn't bail out like terry um <laughs> Uh, loops were fine. I mean, and, and again, I, I enjoyed it, but when I'm coming in and I'm bringing back power, she just, she drops. It's not a stall. It's not a, it's, she just drops out of the sky. And I just, I don't feel confident flying it without power. Now, maybe I do have a CG problem. Maybe I can start playing with that. I haven't yet because I've only got three flights on her since, you know, breaking a prop. Um, but that's just been my experience. So it may, it may change, but that has been the biggest problem I have. And now, you know, the biggest problem I have is how am I going to fix that? You got to look I, at it. Well, I did, and I'm looking at it, and there is no. I was kind of hoping the cowl was glued on separately. I can't. It's like it's not. You have to remove the whole assembly. It's glued in on the edge there. So I'm gonna have to take an exacto and and rip that whole piece off. Hopefully not cutting the power cord. Well, well, I see a, a a line that looks just above the the exhaust headers. Yeah, this, yeah I agree. This top part, the top of the cowl. Yeah, it looks like the top half. The top. Oh yeah, the third okay, will that. come off. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. So it looks like it goes from uh, just above the exhaust headers, comes up just to the leading edge, it goes over the top, and then back down on the other side. So where's like my it, knife? Let's do this live. <laughs> yeah, do it live. Surgery. Just stick the <laughs> chisel right here and give it a whack with a two-pound sledge. You know what? Just for fun, because hey, I got a I, I got a little knife back here. Let's see if I can pull that bad boy off and fix this while we're on here. You guys talk about your flight performances. Well, I, I agree with Fitz. Um, yes, it flies fast, but I didn't feel like I had to fire well at the whole time. I was half throttle most of the flight. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I, most most of my flights were at but partial throttle, so maybe Lee lives in the high gravity part of town. <laughs> <laughs> and it could be just personal feel. Maybe it felt like it was sort of falling off, and it really wasn't. It just maybe just the characteristics of this plane all right well uh, that's my 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 plane that's <laughs> that's right. if, wait no, is that airfoil upside down <laughs> my wings upside down those damn screws uh, <laughs> okay. if we agreed on everything two of us would be redundant on this thing yeah <laughs> okay well going back to something terry had said and that is um we, yeah we are gonna, all gonna have their own opinion and uh you know, it's possible I've done something wrong, but I, I don't feel that way. But I just I, I don't feel comfortable. And it goes back to the what level of experience do you need to fly this? And a I, lot. Would, I would never call this a beginner plane. No, no, no. And hey, I, uh, OK, no, I, I just I don't I don't see it on the box. that says it doesn't say beginners, obviously. But I'm going to tell you right now, this is something that you need to have some experience in case you run into problems like me or or or. Fitz, who had a uh, an incorrect 
adjustment on the control. So you can correct it. You can stop, come back and say, okay, I need to fix that. Otherwise, that thing just would have gone straight into the ground. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not a hard plane to fly, but it's not a trainer either. Uh, so you definitely need some experience. Low wing, full house aircraft. So uh, we have a question here on uh, YouTube chat. You guys see that? No, I've only got the... The video going. Yeah, so yeah, we have uh, a couple questions. Delta Dart asks, "Terry, has you tried to tow the Waco yet with it?" Uh, yes, I have. He's tried to tow the Waco with it. I don't know what, he, what Waco. a Waco is. Waco, Waco, tomato, tomato. <laughs> so yeah, I was going to get into a little bit more detail about the tow setup and somewhere around here. Oh yeah, here's the first Waco that I built, and I have tried towing this one, and. It didn't go that well. I think you guys saw the video that I put up, which is a very short teaser. But um, if I may, I'd like to back up here. Terry has a flight video of that, just hand tossing it. It is gorgeous. Uh, I, yeah, to... The plane itself flies really well. Have you watched the high start video? I did. And it came right. It's like, no, I missed that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I made a, a little high start out of a bunch of little rubber bands I had around the house and got it up. I don't know how high it went, but pretty high, maybe 100 feet. And Full of full circuit. I was trying to catch it, but actually just flew it into my chest. It was fast. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, it was flying downwind. But anyway, so it flies pretty well. It's uh, three channels, which is rudder, elevator, and tow release. Uh, but for the high start, I put a little hook on the bottom. And for aero tow, it's got the tow release here. But the the answer to the question, yes, we have tried aero tow. No, it didn't go very well. Um, there was a lot of Oscillation, was it pilot-induced oscillation? Eh, I don't know. I wasn't flying the glider. I was flying the C-47. And we tried four or five flights. And out of those, none lasted more than 20 seconds. And I think one was an intentional release. On the other ones, the glider started oscillating so much that it dragged the C-47 down where it just bleh, fell out of the sky. <laughs> and then on the last one, it broke the prop. That's when I broke my prop. So, um, again, I don't know if it was because the guy flying the glider, who's an excellent pilot, by the way, it was his first time on AeroTow, which, as you guys know, there's a learning curve there. Oh, yeah. Um, so there's that. Then we talked about how this airplane handles the wind. Eh, not so great. So there was a little bit of wind involved. And I think my tow line was too short. So maybe those factors came into play. It I don't really look, know. It did look kind of short. Yeah. Um, so uh, I extended the tow line. I want to try again with the same guy, maybe in better wind conditions. That hasn't happened yet. But I also had another idea in mind. So I've started building serial number two of the Waco. And this one is four channels. So you can see I'm using the, uh, the wing off the champ. It's got ailerons on it on both sides. And it also has the micro receiver out of a T28, which has AS3X and safe. Have you recovered from that surgery yet? Oh, no, actually, it was pretty non-event, non-eventful. No, you just no said, you, you said you felt bad tearing it apart. Well, I did. I had a brand new micro T28 and opened the box and start cutting it open to yank the receiver out. And I'm like, it's yeah, not right. People shouldn't do that. Yeah, the horror. The horror. <laughs> the but horror. then I remember I had another micro receiver that didn't have AS3X out of an old Mosquito. And I just put that one right into the T28. So it's airworthy. Oh. And I don't think the T28 needs any of that stuff. So um, anyway, so now this has AS3X and safe. 
meaning the auto leveling and all that stuff. So maybe that'll help under tow. Um, and it's also a little bit bigger. On this one, I shaved some of the cord off the champ wing. And here, it's the full wing. And so I increased the size of the fuselage by 10%. So it's not quite scale anymore, but it's much easier to build this way. Oh, and also, this is made out of two millimeter Depron. Basically, make it a box, which is all the Waco fuse. Uh, fuselages. Anyway, this one's made out of blue foam that I made two halves and hollowed out the middle and glued it together. So actually, I think the bigger one might end up a little bit lighter. So um, maybe in a few days, this will be ready to go and we'll try it again if the weather cooperates. But I was hoping to have success right off the bat and that, that was not the case. <laughs> but so many other things, the parallax. Man, I went through so many iterations before that was good. Oh, the parallax. Yeah. <laughs> you remember my version? Especially, I like the one I, my mirror version of yours. Yeah, it looked like a boomerang the first two. Yeah, it would, it would, as soon as you let it go, it would swap ends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I forgot to say, on the um, C-47 side, I have the tow mm, attachment point right here. And it's just a little plastic syringe plunger coming up from the inside and drilled a hole through it. So the tow line has a metal hook. Hook it on there and good can to you go. bring it? Can you raise it up just a little bit? Oh. Yeah, there, there you go. See the yeah. little white thing? Yeah. So nothing to it. Oh, I forgot the flaps. Oh, yeah, that's, that's not good. So since I didn't want to tow the Waco <laughs> at Mach 3, uh, <laughs> I did a couple of things to try to slow it down. First was I drooped the ailerons. Uh, basically, I just took the server horns off and moved them one notch in the splines, and that drooped it a little bit. So this is the neutral point right here. And then on the center section, I got some sheet foam and just made some split flaps. And I think it slows it down. I mean, there's probably some placebo effect just from you know me thinking I did good things, but it it seems to fly slower on the bottom end, slower on the top end, which is what I wanted anyway. Didn't really change the pitch trim at all. So that's how I've been flying it. And I would like to think it works, but I couldn't tell you for sure yet. Did, I, you, did you get any nasty tip stalls through that? Well, the, no. Well, sort of. It stalls more abruptly, but it still, it doesn't get antsy until it stalls, if that makes sense. So it lets you know when it's ready and then it, it goes. It's going to drop a wing, but it doesn't surprise you with it. But the damage, the only damage you had was a broken prop? Yep, and I'll, I've got video of it. I haven't posted yet. But basically, you see the Waco just going all like this, and then the C-47 just, uh, the tail falls down. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> and sadly, you know, that, that could possibly happen in real life on some planes. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, when I used to do glider training, it, we had to be careful about that. Getting too out of whack, you could, especially on takeoff at low speeds, you can really knock the tow plane out of whack if you're not careful. Right. Oh, while we're talking about this, uh, let me tell you about my tow release on the glider. I'm so proud of it. Um, this is something I've wanted to do on our bigger gliders, but I never had the mechanics to make it happen. But it works out perfectly here. It is an electromagnet. And it's actually kind of a hybrid electromagnet. It's this tiny little device that I found on eBay. I, I just happened across it one day. I'm like, hmm, maybe I can use that for glider release. Turns out it works perfectly. It's like the head of a pen size, if you can picture that. So what, six millimeter diameter and maybe mm -hmm. 10 millimeters long. And what's neat about this one is that 
It has a permanent magnet and an electromagnet. So the reason I couldn't use electromagnets before is because they're kind of a power hog. So you'd have to have power on the whole time you're towing, and then you turn it off when you want to release. This one's just the opposite of that. The permanent magnet on here holds it in place most of the time. And then when you want to release, you turn on the electromagnet and it opposes the permanent magnet and negates its pull. So basically it's power off most of the time. And then when you want to release, you power up the electromagnet for a second and it's done. And the way I did it is all of these micro receiver boards that I have, have a brushed motor controller on them. So I just wired the brush motor output to the electromagnet. And so now my throttle is my glider release. Yeah, and yeah it, I was surprised. It just happened that the voltage on the device worked out to be yeah. good for one repo and it just happens to be the right amount of pull to slug one of these things around. So a, a lot of things just fell into place. And I'm really hoping that I can either find or make some bigger ones to use on our bigger gliders. And what I ended up doing is I uh, turned off throttle channel on the throttle stick and sent it to a momentary switch on the transmitter so I don't accidentally bump it up and have the, the thing running. When I'm ready to release, I just bump <clears throat> the switch and she's gone. Yeah, I bet you could wire up your own with a you know, cut off and nail uh, and wrap some more, some uh, trans, uh, what do you call it, magnet wire around it. Yeah. It might take yeah, a little bit of trial and Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there's some science behind it to know exactly how much pull you need and how yeah. much current it takes and all that. I just, I was hoping to find an off the shelf version like I did here. And this, of course, it's one of those eBay things direct from China, but eight bucks gave me two of them. Yeah. And the second one's in my other glider. Um, but really, I couldn't be happier with how it's working. Um, and most of it was just pure dumb luck. So, wow. Yeah, that's cool, Terry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm complaining about flying habits and breaking my engine, and you were doing mm. something really cool with yours. Yeah. <laughs> Any of you guys time your flights? How long the runtime you get? Um, no. I keep forgetting to do it. Although I seem to get pretty decent run times with it, but I never actually yeah. haven't run <laughs> Not it until this the battery guy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, full throttle, yeah. Well, I've never landed because I felt like the battery was getting soft. I landed because I'm like, oh, it's probably about time to land. Yeah, same for me. I just landed because yeah, I've been flying for a while. I might as well land it before something happens. But I haven't timed it, and it seems to get really pretty good, decent run times. Yeah, well, I, I have at least tons of the batteries. I've got three or excuse me, three. I've got probably a five or six of those electroflies. Uh, from the fly zone. And that yeah. kind of brings up a question I'd like to wrap our, our episode up with, because uh, I know we had a question about Tower Hobbies and so forth is, you know, fly zone is a brand through Tower Hobbies. And I noticed on the website that these are out until May. And we have no idea what's happening with the, the merger at all. Uh, all of this is just a s assumption. And, you know, we've had this conversation in our podcast, you know, what does Horizon Hobby want to continue with? And what will they let go? You know, is there anything that's going to be taken over into e-flight? Would this be a good model to take into e-flight? Sure. Uh, I, I don't know, though. Have y'all ever used the 1S250 on an e-flight model? Are they the same? We, we talked about earlier. Do we think the connector is identical? It is. It's the same one that's on my B25. Okay. Well, maybe not the same battery. The same connector, about the same battery. Okay. So that that's promising. That means that would be good. And uh, What would be interesting is if they... Put in their AS3X in there instead of leaving the. This airplane could benefit from it, and I've actually thought about hacking up my B25 to put that receiver in here. Yeah, I'm going to agree with 
with uh, Fitz on that. And I know Terry and I have talked about it too. This would be a really good candidate. So that'd be kind of one of those. All right, let's let's take it over to E Flight. Let's let's have that little game right now. What to make this plane even better? If they made some changes and sold it as an E Flight plane, what should it come out as? What should it have? AS3X. We already talked about that. Smaller propellers. Uh, yeah, function. Let's say functional landing gear. However, they decide to do it. Yeah, either longer landing gear or smaller propellers, which might need a, a change in a power system. They don't necessarily have to go to brushless, but they do need something where they can swing a smaller propeller, even if it has to be a faster speed. Because yeah, I don't think it need more, needs more power. It, it climbs yeah. fine and all that. Yeah, and I'm willing to accept that I may have an, an issue with my plane. I need to work on it. Yeah. Uh, it could be a CG, but I. I Again, my little test didn't say it was, but but let's go back. I think the cheapest thing to keep the price reasonable would be just add make it longer gear. I think the props are fine, and I'd be curious to um, have you put these props next to the B twenty five, Terry. I don't have the flies on B twenty five, but no, that... no, the, the E flight. Uh, I don't think so. Maybe I'm just wondering if they're similar size because I'm talking talking about what what items do they have in stock as far as extra parts um, that could or could not be used or, you know, just, just curiosity. I don't. Strangely enough, I told you I hacked up that E-Flight Mosquito, the Ultra Micro Mosquito. That prop is exactly the same. And it even used counter-rotating, except the hole in the middle is drilled out a little bit bigger mm. on the E-Flight So they use a slightly larger shaft. Okay. Hey, uh, Tony makes a good point, is that it, it certainly could use a little more dihedral, too, in it. Who um, said that? Tony. On a chat. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I thought about that. I think it would fly like better this, with more dihedral. Like this, Tony? Well, like this. More <laughs> yeah. so, tell me when to stop, Tony. <laughs> so I was curious about that. I, at times, thought it could use a little more dihedral because we didn't mention this before. It really likes coordinated turns. Yeah. It, it, you need to use some rudder along with your aileron. I did and I've that. actually mixed some in uh, for when I tow because I'm – I can't think fast enough to tow and use rudder. Um, yeah. But I wondered if adding more dihedral makes it even more sensitive to the wind. Um, mm. You're only changing the lateral. Um, uh, I don't know. Increasing your side area. Yeah, a little bit, but I, you're not putting a whole lot of dihedral, just a little, uh, just a little touch more. Because it, it does tend to kind of seems like it falls off a little bit in the turns if you're really slow on it. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't like to crawl turns or near stall turns. So Lee, while you've got your exacto out, add some dihedral. Just much dihedral. <laughs> you guys gotta pay attention <laughs> to chat. <laughs> Let me go get some duct tape and fix that right up so it'll match. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, side thought, uh somebody reminded us that there's a Ken White scale event in Austin. You were you planning on going to that Lee or did, did, was that on your radar? No. Okay. Yeah. I knew of it, but I, I wasn't really planning on attending either. But uh, you know, things could change in the next few days, but I don't know. I've been to it before. It's a pretty nice event, actually. Is it a fly-in or a competition? No, it's just a fly-in, but it's a, it's all scale. So it's warbirds and civilian. It's a nice just general scale event. It gotcha. pulls, a lot of, uh, pulls a lot of people and stuff. Take your C-47 or DC-3. <laughs> Nobody would notice it. <laughs> So any more, any more comments on the uh, 3v1 this? I'm I'm going to hack it. I'm going to I'm mm. hoping this is minor. I'm hoping this uh We want to see it. I thought you were going to do it. 
No, because I've got to take the the prop off, and you've got I got to get my hemostat in there because you have to hold that shaft. Yeah, you gotta pull it off. And it's yeah. And yeah, I think I think the manual says the props are glued on to the shaft or something. Yeah, there's there's nothing in the manual about changing your. Engine. Oh yeah, there no there is. Well, there's something about changing the prop, but not the engine. Yeah, prop, but not the engine. So yeah. <laughs> that's that's not in the book. Now, if I recall, it's reverse threads on that right motor. So. Oh, but I'm in my, my left. Yeah. Yeah. Hey Terry, there's a question for you. Oh, what is it? I, I'm not seeing the question, so. Oh, uh, Tony's asking if you're going to make it the best. Oh. No, I don't think this year. No. Probably not. That's a long, that's a 1,300-mile commute, one way. <laughs> mm. Yeah. You got to go up to, um, you're probably going to go up to, what is it? Uh, neat. Neat. Neat again yes. this year? I'm planning to. And that'll be, when is that, September? And usually September, I think. Is yeah, September, I believe. Maybe the weekend after Labor Day, if I recall, which coincidentally is the weekend after school starts around here. Ah. So, but my plan is to get there for at least one day, probably two. All right. So what are some of our final thoughts on the, C, on the DC3 slash C47 slash Goonie Bird? Well, we haven't talked about one thing, and that was the price. Mm. Yeah, they're not giving these things away, are they? No, I guess they're not. Unless you're reviewing them, but you know, who's? <laughs> no, I think uh, as as I mentioned, it's it is RTF. It's nice. Uh oh, we just lost Lee. Uh -oh. did, did you lose him? Yeah, I lost him. The hobby code ninjas <laughs> took him out. <laughs> he, he talked too much. You shall not say bad things about Tabico. Oh, that was weird. My video went out. I don't know if you had a. Yeah, you went out. Okay. I, my screen just went blank, but I, I think we're back. Anyway, um, so I think 160 is high. I wish this was a bind and fly. And I wish this was at like 129.99. Oh, there you go. So you were saying on the P38, bind and fly only saved you 10 bucks? Yeah, from having the transmitter. So I'm just, I'm just saying I wish this was a 129.99 bind and fly. There you yeah. go. Yeah, when you look at some of the E-Flight stuff, this is above and beyond. Even the B-25, I think they're getting 100 bucks for that now. But don't quote me on that. So, yeah, it's it's going to come down sooner or later. <laughs> it might come down and all the way. <laughs> <laughs> Holy. Well, I'm, I, I'm not trying to be mean. I just That's just a fact of life. I mean, I'd like to... I like to think fly zone to be safe, but here I mentioned this in my podcast. I mean, in my podcast in my review, but th this is the other thing that might change, and that's SLT. Well, will that stick around? I mean, Futaba seems to be going off in their own little world, so that yeah. that's you know that's going to be an issue. But I I'm kind of wondering if Tactic will be able to stay alive. It's a very good question. And if oh, and this is kind of like love hate. I like my Tactic 660. I like that it's working with like three or four of the other airplanes I have. But if Horizon Hobby takes this over, puts it on the E-Flight line, makes the changes we recommend to make it a much better airplane and put AS3X in it, then I think with AS3X, it would be worth 160. You know, 150 bind and fly, it's going to be Spectrum. Yeah. Or it comes with the 660 instead of that 403 thing. And now it's 280. <laughs> <laughs> but those are my, I mean, I, I will, I will fix this engine. I will uh, check my CG one more time. I, I'm still skeptical, guys. Uh, I, I guess it's very pretty. Uh, I'm not. I'm not returning it, but 
until I can figure it out, I know I'm I'm having a problem with it. And it doesn't fly as well out of the box as my P38. I just, that thing is just a breeze to fly and it'll sit there at half throttle this thing. I don't know. Hmm. Heavy weight tubes? I, we all both talked on each other. What? I said heavy weighed to the P38 versus the DC3. Weighed? The, oh, no, I haven't. Weight. We're interested in the weight and uh, wing area, wingspan. Oh. So well, the, the P38 is just a little bit smaller than this one. So oh. I would guess it's said 21 inches. Oh. Hmm. But how about that? I mean, Terry, you sounds like you had you're having fun with it. So that and that's kind of cool. Your your value is you're doing something unique with it. And I think we're all enjoying that. Well, yeah. And when I first saw it, that was my my thought. That I guess I considered flying it by itself as a sport plane or you know, park flyer, but really my drive the whole time was to build a mini Waco and and try pulling it. Oh. I was gonna say now, Terry, you have access. You got your club has indoor flyers, right? Somewhere. I'm sort of. I haven't actually used that yet. The one time I went prepared to fly indoors, uh, nobody else was there. So, yeah. but it's a large school gym. I mean, really large, uh, like three basketball courts oh. wide, like side by side, large with maybe a forty foot ceiling. So yeah. I don't know if that's year round or just in the winter. I need to check on that. Some of the. Uh, Promotional video short flying indoors. That's, that's something I'd like to try, but I, I don't uh, know. I heard I heard rumors are somewhere in Houston that flies indoors, but I haven't really got any details on it. <laughs> I, I want to just step in. I've, I've flown at one indoor event in Houston. It was in Bel Air. It was in a church gymnasium. I should not have been flying. <laughs> <laughs> I brought like a, a three-quarter court. I brought a slow stick, which, by the way, flies slower than this DC three. <laughs> but I flew it. I was able to get it. I was just ovals. It was like a NASCAR race. Uh, but yeah, that was the one time and only time. And I think that the the stories of that huge warehouse in like Fort Worth, where they have, uh, oh gosh, what's the event they've had there? Not not tiny. Um, in Fort gosh. Worth. Yeah, there's like a, a between Dallas and Fort Worth. I think there was this like a huge warehouse. Uh, Huge like industrial building that they've done indoor flying. Never heard that in Arlington, maybe. Yeah, who's who's the um, SR seventy one guy? SR Gary Jones. Yeah. yeah, he he's had videos up online of that. Anyway, no, that's not the, that's out way out in uh in out No, not yeah. not that building. There's actually a warehouse. He's flown one of his places. Oh, okay. I don't I'll, know. I'll look, I'll, I'll look it up and I'll, I'll post a link. But anyway, I I, I, yeah, this is a this is a <laughs> tricky indoor. <laughs> Just, oh. Uh, Oh, we got to do the. Uh, I don't know if I can do it mine because I only got bladed. But when you remember the trick, when you spin one, it spins the other. Yeah. And even if the other one has that. two props. <laughs> yeah, even if it has two props, it spins easier. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Did we capture all the questions? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think we should wrap it up. It's been over an hour on a, on this plane. But uh, uh, my final thoughts are: it is a it's a very pretty plane. I like the DC three. It's a it's a fun plane. I, I'm I'm hoping I can iron out all the little kinks and enjoy it more. Um, but I guess the, uh, the ultimate decision will be what horizon hobby plans to do with fly zone. So. Uh, one of the guys says uh, they need a special version just for lead. It has more power. Yeah. Special special. Yeah. C47 L. I need a version with more wing, the biplane version. <laughs> I need a Canard version. <laughs> <laughs> I think somebody did one of those fantasy Photoshop things of a C-47 Canard. 
<laughs> I'll have to look around. Well, hey, uh, this is not to, meant to sound uh, mean or, or bash Tower Hobbies and Flyzone, but maybe we should start looking at what the extra parts are for this thing or start stocking up and, and, then, and then build our little hybrids. So the props are, what, six bucks a pair and they're oh. counter-rotating pairs? And you yeah. need to buy the spinners. You got to buy I, the prop. No, you don't. Yeah, you do. No, you don't. As soon as I started yanking on, hey, as soon as I started yanking on this, it just tore right apart. Hey, by the way, look at the spinners that come with the E-Flight B25. They're more of a scale size, and they seem to be more durable. Hmm. Although, I have to say, when I was looking at the spinners on here, I noticed they had been compressed. So I'm like, oh, they're, they're absorbing some energy for me. So maybe they're keeping stuff from bending and breaking. It needs to be this long. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, well, the reason I didn't put one back on here is because I burgered it up when I was taking it off, and I didn't think to order any when I ordered the props. So it'll be naked for now. Any last thoughts from you, Fitz? No, I don't think I have anything else to add. Show uh, uh, some pictures when you take the, the cowl off. If you're curious, I'd see what kind of gear it's set up. Is in there? What kind of motor setup? I will do that. Rocket powered version. <laughs> That's for you, Terry. The rocket powered? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, that'll get it at the altitude. <laughs> so, so I'm gonna okay. answer, let's answer this last question. I'm gonna call uh, uh, shut our little uh, live show down. But Delta Dart asked anyone up for the BT67 turbo conversion. Ooh, weren't yeah. you talking about that? You were talking about turbo doing the rock. try. Motor. No, I was, I was, see, I thought yeah, there's more power to get the tri-motor. <laughs> no, I was, I was thinking it would be great is to just take this part off and then just make a section with a propeller on it <laughs> and just have a little faux tri-motor. Well, <laughs> yeah. when you mentioned that, I said those magnets are strong enough that you could put a motor and propeller on there and it's not yeah. coming off. Yeah. And they, I bet the magnets are strong enough to hold this wing down without screws. Ha <laughs> ha. One more dig. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think. Oh, go ahead. No, I was, I was just going to say, this is one of those little conversion options. I think it'd be real simple to do that. Yeah. I think the turboprop version has a little bit more wing area. They change the wing tips. They're, they're chiseled or squared off or something. I think uh, oh, it has a touch more wingspan. Hmm. Okay. Fun. All right. Well, oh, <laughs> well, hey, guys. Thanks so much for watching. And uh, we'll put this uh, back on YouTube so you guys can enjoy it over and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I'll tell you, this this has been, I'm going to just speak for myself. This is so much fun because uh, I, I do kind of like the fact that uh, my buddies, we just we just keep it from each other and then we we save it all up to do these shows and it's really entertaining. And uh, if there's any other three view models that you guys think we should uh, try to do, uh, let us know. Uh, go to our Facebook page, RC Roundtable, and uh, please subscribe to our RC Roundtable uh, YouTube channel right here. All right, guys. I vote for the three view turbine. <laughs> okay anything else terry i know i was just gonna say we've got our next three view model lined up we just gotta do it oh okay well then we it months ago yeah. any well any other tips will go in the back of the line <laughs> all right y'all have a great evening all right